Swung on and lined to deep left field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Aaron Judge hit a line drive. Home run to left. A Judgean blast. All rise. Here comes the Judge. Another judgment day. Four unanswered points. Tough game here. And here is RG3. He's going to run for the first down. And still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. World champion. Three cities, three opinions, bringing you everything D.C., New York, Philadelphia. Trilogy Sports Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Trilogy Sports Podcast. After a little bit of a hiatus, after some busy times, new jobs, vacations, the summer, we're back and we figured what better time to start things back up than here with the fall of approaching the best time of the year, not just for ladies with their pumpkin spice lattes and Ugg season, for, for men as well, as football season's underway and baseball postseason is approaching. I'm Nick from New York, and I'm joined, as always, Shuey and Matt. How are you guys doing? I'm great, man. Great. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. I'm a little offended. Why? You like, you I, like pumpkin spice lattes, too? I happen to like pumpkin spice. Oh, you, <laughs> you would, you, you, you would. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of apple cider donuts, um, but uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of the Starbucks, uh, you know, frappes or whatever the hell that is. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here um, to talk about football. We're going to talk some baseball. So, kind of in this relaunch, so to speak, of the podcast, we're going to be back here on a consistent basis. And obviously, now with football season. The majority of our show will kind of be broken down into different segments. We'll we'll do our talks for our teams. Then we'll go into, you know, we'll go around the league. We'll give you some picks at the end of the episode. And obviously we're going to sprinkle some baseball in, um, talk about the postseason, which is coming up. And then as we get into the postseason and baseball, we'll obviously incorporate that more. But um, let's, let's get rolling. Let's get right into it. The big news today um, is right away that the New York Giants have finally done, uh, you know, something that as much as I – you know, don't like to admit it. It's something that has been years in the making. It's something that should have been done a long time ago. I'll give my thoughts, but as the non-Giant fans and the uh, rival teams in the division, let me get your thoughts first on Daniel Jones being named the new quarterback of the New York Giants and Eli Manning now moving to the bench. I think, first of all, you owe Shuey an apology. For what? Before the season started, we heard how so now? Washington was going to be, and they were going to be the worst team in the division. I mean, we have the same record. We have the same, we have the same hey, record. Remember, remember yeah, but there's a difference have... between record and how you look. And we did have you guys look much too. worse than they do. We did have a bet. Uh, I'm sure it's in our group chat do you somewhere. Remember that? Uh, now, now I, remember doing, I remember doing one with the Knicks and it Wizards. Was, we, Remind we, me, talk, we did one with the Giants. I mean, I thought we I'm going to need some facts. Giants, I'm going to need to see some proof I'll... because I, I might, <laughs> I, I want to skip out on that one. Just seeing how bad this defense is. Hey, if you could find, if you don't worry, I'm going to go back. I'll I'm, take a listen. I'm, I'm a man of my listen. word, but I don't think I ever said that. But anyway, 
your thoughts on Daniel Jones being named the quarterback? Well, to be honest with you, I think the defenses in the NFC East should be excited, happy. I mean, because not only you get rid of Eli now, he's probably going to – I don't know if he's going to leave, if he's going to stay and be the backup. But you get it now – now you get to go against a rookie QB. And we all know rookie QBs unless you're what, Lamar Jackson or a standout that you're not really expected to do much. So I think teams should be excited. I don't really think he's really that good. But, I mean, I can't go – yeah, we we will find out. But, I mean, me personally, I don't like the move for the Giants because I kind of feel that Eli, even though you're paying him all this money, at the same time, you kind of don't want to just throw Jones into the fire because it really doesn't make sense because you got to think about it. This is kind of the same thing with the Redskins, but we'll talk about that later. But you have a rookie QB. You don't really expect the Giants with that roster to do much at all, if anything. So I don't really see the point of throwing in a guy that's gonna that's new to the game, that's new to the league. Whereas you got the guy that, what I mean, what's the worst that could possibly happen? The Eagles losing. Well, I'm so not here, here's, the Giants here's my thing. I, I, I disagree. Another I think this game, is like, it perfect time to play Daniel Jones because, as you said, quarterbacks their rookie year have growing pains. They struggle. So what better time to have Daniel Jones struggle than this season when the Giants are clearly going nowhere? Their defense is so bad. Truly one of the – I did not have – I couldn't comprehend going into the season how bad this defense was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. This is a bad defense. So, you know what? Get Daniel Jones out there. Get him the reps. We actually have a decent offensive line this year. The offensive line has been good so far. Eli Manning's only been sacked twice. Get him the reps. Get him the exposure. Let him make the mistakes while the team is bad. That way we don't have to waste hopefully another season next year. They're going to have $61 million in cap space. Eli is going to be off the books, Janoris Jenkins, Odell Beckham's contract. So next year you can hopefully build a defense and some of these younger players can develop. And then at that point, Daniel Jones will have the experience. The main thing, though, the main reason I like this move is to change the narrative, to change the theme of the season. All we've heard is, you know, not not New York Giants, fans, but the national media, they're bashing Eli, making fun of Eli. I want this to no longer be about Eli. I want Eli to now be remembered in a nostalgic way. I want him to be remembered for what he did in the past. I no longer want his legacy being tarnished by being associated with this garbage crap team that Dave Gettleman put together. This is a horrible team. Pat Shermer is a horrible coach. I want Eli no longer associated with this. Let's remember him for the good times. Let's let Daniel Jones grow and make his mistakes but let hopefully develop into a good quarterback for next season. I just feel like we've seen the same song over and over. How? Where... How have we seen the same song no, if you played the... 16 seasons? Would you take a deep breath? I wasn't saying with the Giants, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm just saying you guys draft a, or <laughs> draft a quarterback early. First off, Daniel Jones, I hope that the guy looks okay in the preseason. You don't know what oh, you're getting know. out of him regular season. And that's fine. You got to get him in there. But we've seen – teams draft a young quarterback and say we're going to develop him we're going to take the time let him learn the offense we're not going to throw him out there you guys don't have the greatest offensive line which by the way you said was going to be so it's, much better our this offensive year. line and, is 
is not our pro- our offensive line. It's not the main good. problem, but it hasn't been that great, it, right? Eli hasn't had the time you thought he was going to have because I all I heard was when Eli has time to throw, this team will win. We also have no receivers right now. Okay, but, but let, let's get through that point. We hear we need this give this guy time to develop. Blah blah blah. You just gave Eli twenty two, oh, twenty two, twenty three million dollars. Stupid. Twenty three million. You give him this extension. And then now you bench him, which first off embarrasses him after everything he's done for your franchise. If you didn't have this aspiration that no matter what we're going to play him, then you don't extend him. Matt, because be- be- believe what? me, the Giants look clueless. They they don't know what they're doing, and I think part of it is they didn't real they they thought they'd be able to be a five around five hundred team maybe compete. They I don't think they realized how bad this defense was going to be. They're not well, so competing. Now, and they now we're in a stupid, situation like, where. You're throwing a guy in there who, yeah, he gets the experience, but at what cost to his confidence, at what cost to injury, things like that that you're going to run through with a bad team, and it happens all the time, where you could have followed a Pat Mahomes style where you do, no matter what, you sit him during that first year, let him develop. But then you're wasting and that's next your guy. year, too. Then you're wasting Are you wasting it? Too. Are you wasting it? Because if you get time to develop and he's no, taking no, reps of practice I... and he's getting a full year in that offense, Pat Mahomes came in, he looked like he wasn't a rookie his first start, right? Because he had time. I don't want to see go Eli go lose more games. Can I say enough? I want to, I, I want him to be gone. Yeah, let's see. We get in here. Can I? All right, all right. Let me let me say this. That okay. This was what I would have thought would have happened. This kind of what I hope for the Redskins is that that you draft you drafted a quarterback and you have a guy playing right now. I think you should see where the season goes. Obviously, they're not expected to be good. But at the same time, it's the NFL. You never know what can happen. A team could catch fire somehow, and they can go. They can they can make the playoffs or at least be competitive. But once you once you realize that the season season is over, that's when you turn the the keys over to the next guy. Like once you realize that you're about to have a, a six and ten type of season, that's when you bring in Jones. Six and ten, next, like the six last and ten five would be a miracle six games, and that and the. It, I mean, but still, but I'm just saying he comes in maybe for the last five or six games, and then you get to give him that experience that Matt was talking about that he would gain maybe next year. He gets it a couple games earlier this year, and next year he'll probably be ready. The Giants probably still won't be any good, I mean, realistically, but at the same time, he gets that experience towards the end of the season. I really don't just see a reason to just throw him in right now. Like it's it if you put him there exactly you put, or you so put you might- Eli there you're gonna get the same result, but at the same but at the same time you still want the but opportunity. My thing is he's surrounded. The offense around games. him is not that bad. And, like we're gonna get Golden Tate back. Shepard's gonna be healthy. Then that'll open the door for Anger and Moore, who got shut down this week. The O line's been better. We have Barkley, so the offense is not the problem. It's the defense is so bad that it's just. We're not going anywhere with this team. So let him get some exposure. Let him get some reps with the guys that's good, that he's going to be playing with. So I, I completely agree with this move. I, 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 you know, I'm so happy that Eli, you know, another thing is his record right now is exactly 500. So let's not let him get below 500. Let's end him at 116 and 116. Remember him for the good times. Two-time Super Bowl MVP, top 10 in all statistics. You know, with all these injuries going on in football now, you know, it's it's a it's uh makes him look even better that he stayed healthy all these years. So, I I, I you know it's time to move on. Uh, one last thing on the Giants before we move on, just like I said, the defense is so bad. And then the guys they brought in, you know, they they made this Odell trade, and God, Odell looked great last night. 
you know, he looked he looked real good back in MetLife Stadium. I, you know, the Giants could could use a receiver like that. It's a shame they don't have one. But um, <laughs> you know, we got Dexter Lawrence. He's looked terrible. DeAndre Baker looks like he's never guarded a receiver in his life. Um, uh, what um, freaking what's his name? Um, Jabril Peppers is he even played? I mean, the, the defense. The, 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 Wait, you guys have Jabril Preppers? Yeah, no, you, you would, I, I know he was part of the trip. <laughs> you wouldn't know. The corners are uh, played like ten yards off the receivers. I've never seen receivers so open. This is truly, uh, the, I can't say it enough. This is one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in my life. This is horrible, horrible defense. So you know what? Going into this game, I was not looking forward to it. Now, at least I am. As a Giants fan, I'm looking forward to this week just to see what Daniel Jones can do. So for that reason, I think it's the right move and the right time. It's a little early, earlier than the Giants ever planned, but you know what? They already look clueless. They look stupid for bringing Eli back in the first place. So just let's throw up our hands and just wash the season and hope for the best. Um, I guess that's one way to approach it. Yeah. I mean, uh, (laughs) it's, it's a real shame. And um, as you know, Mike Francesa said, he said it earlier on his show, I'll quote him. It's a shame that the NFL season in New York has ended before baseball season has even ended. Both New York teams, and we'll get to the Jets in a little bit, both New York teams are a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. But we knew that going into the season. But we didn't think they were going to be this bad. Come on. This is this defense is atrocious. The Jets look – I mean, they, they've had some injuries, but the Jets look like a joke. Adam Gaze is a clown. We'll get into that. But let's 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 real quickly transition to a team that's not a complete joke. Although with the injuries they had this week, um, you know it, it got it got a little dicey. And that's of course the Eagles. Matt, let's talk about the Eagles. They're one and one. They had a tough loss to the Falcons the other night. It was a good back and forth game. They battled despite basically having no receivers in the second half. So talk a little bit about the Eagles and the start that they're off to. Yeah, I mean the Eagles. It's the tale of two halves in both games, right? The first half. Carson Wentz looked so bad the first half of both games. Uh, in our chat, I mean, we were talking whether or not he's hurt. I thought he might have broken ribs after that hit. Turns out he went through the concussion protocol. Uh, but even the first half of the first game with everyone fully healthy, they just didn't look great. Uh, missing easy throws, offensive line missing assignments, guys dropping balls throughout both games. Uh, I do think the Eagles have a really great team. I think they can go really far. I, they should at least compete with Dallas, if not beat Dallas for the East. Dallas, But the team's going to come down that how everybody keeps playing. And is Carson Wentz going to play like he's played in the second half a full game? Because if he's not going to do that, we're not going to win or go very far. Uh, as far as the Atlanta game goes, that's okay. I mean, the Eagles have lost the second game of the season three years in a row. We've beat Atlanta at home the last two years. Uh, it is a big game, and we should have won that. It would have been a good road test, but – when you find out an hour before kickoff that your one and two receiver aren't going to play, it's really tough to game plan to have your backup guys in there. Um, they even have a chance to come down and win that game with Nelson Aguilar dropping the ball with 30 seconds oh. to go streaking down the sideline. Right in his hands. Zach Ertz running a nine-yard hitch instead of getting the first da- – or going to the stick and getting the down. I mean, Zach Ertz has always been a guy – a lot of people complain that he gets no yak. He catches the ball and he goes down. He, he can't break tackles. Uh, I mean, you would hope that him on, I think it was a safety. You would think your tight end could push a safety for a yard. Um, but again, it, it's a tough play. It happens. I think we have a really nice matchup this week. Uh, they get back in the groove. It looks like Deshaun Jackson's out for two or three two weeks. Two weeks, yep, I just saw that. 
Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is going to be out again, but and we play two games in nine days. So it's going to be tough, but fortunately we already got Washington out of the way. I think they're going to actually get better throughout the year. Uh, and the giants are a dumpster fire the rest of the year at this point. So we just have to prepare and be ready for both the Dallas games. Cause if we can win one or both of those games, I think those two games are going to decide the division for either us or Dallas. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Carson Wentz and how he's going to play. My main thing, and I know Shuey probably agrees with me, my main thing for Carson Wentz isn't how he's going to play. It's whether he's going to stay on the field. Already we see his problems with his ribs. This guy, you know, he dives uh, at, at the goal line on that two-point conversion, which the, the, the dumb rule that he was giving himself up, that's so stupid that he wasn't giving himself up. He's obviously going for the touchdown. or the Yeah, point. the ribs thing. But, I, but the way is, played, I thought his ribs looked reckless. hurt. But also that first play coming back after what we thought was his ribs, they did a quarterback draw. So I don't think you're running that if his ribs were hurt. I think he got banged up in the head a little bit and jumped right back in the game, uh, which, again, the NFL, their concussion protocol is such a joke. I mean, Carson went into that tent and came out in two minutes. McCown played pretty well a couple of minutes in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's an issue with the team, I think. Well, and again, we talked about McCown, I mean, we had our second string receivers in there. That's all he's throwing to in practice. It's a lot different than throwing so, to Deshaun Jackson with speed and Alshon Jeffries six six. It's so weird though with Doug Peterson. It seems like when and it was with Nick Foles too. When Carson Wentz is in there, he you know he ta- targets Zach Ertz basically all the time and, and Alshon Jeffrey. But when the backup quarterback goes in there, it's almost as if Doug Peterson opens the playbook and you know they're just hitting little different plays and they're more creative. It, it just seems like with Carson Wentz, they're so one-dimensional. And when they get other guys in there with Foles, and then even that couple you know, minutes that uh, McCown was in there, it looked like they kind of opened the playbook more and they were actually moving the ball better. I think that's a really false narrative, too. We heard it last year. They're, they're a very tricky thing for me because you would see the roster, you think they have all this talent, and they would compete with the Cowboys for the division. But then when you watch, it's like, this doesn't match what's on paper. They have no secondary. Right. Yeah, our secondary is god off. I've actually been praying all day looking for a Jalen Ramsey trade. Right. And, I, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to but... give up a first at least. No, yeah. But, but uh, like I was saying was that I just – I don't get the Eagles. I mean, it's just – I'm not really sold on Carson Wentz for some reason. I just feel – even besides him being healthy, I don't – I just – I don't know. I just – I don't see it. I, like, he has moments of brilliance, but then it's just sometimes I'm just like, what's this guy doing? And then it just it just doesn't seem seem like he has it all there yet. Uh, whereas you compare him to someone like Dak, who they always compare him to, Dak seems like he's progressing every single year. So uh, I really don't know about Carson Wentz. But like you said, I mean, the Eagles, I really think that they might miss out on the playoffs, if I'm being honest. I don't think – I think this division's already done. I think it's the Cowboys' division to win. I agree. And I think that the Eagles are fi- basically fighting for second place because I just don't think they have it this year. And I think that even the Redskins might give them a little – I know we looked ugly in our first two games, but I think we might give you a run for your money for second in the division. So, right now, I'm not sold on the Eagles at all. And what is – uh? What happened to Jordan Howard? I mean, this guy was one of the best running backs in football two seasons ago. What the hell happened to him? What do you mean? Look at his stats. Every time we give Jordan Howard the ball, he gets a six, seven-yard carry. Well, then give him the ball more. There's not give exactly. The ball more. That's the point. Instead, we have Darren Sproles running the ball up the middle, all five foot six of him. When I, I think, I, Doug, I think is, Doug Peterson thinks that you have to throw the ball 50 times a game. Like, I think he thinks that's Carson, a rule. 
a big problem, and I agree. Carson Wentz throws the ball too much. We have a three really good running backs. Well, two really good running backs and Darren Sproles, who should only be in on a third down situation. We have a great receiving core. But again, if Deshaun Jackson's hurt, that's a huge hit to the team because he's had issues staying healthy. If he can't stay on the field, it's going to be a problem. If Alshon Jeffries misses more games, it's going to be a problem. I think Dallas has looked good. But Dallas, I mean, no offense, has also played the Giants week one, so you can't get a good feel for him there. And then the Redskins gave him a good game until, what, third, fourth quarter last week? Mm, And they still only won by 10. So I think Dallas is a beatable team. I do think right now they're at top of the division. I think they're the best team right now. Uh, But if the Eagles play like they played in the second half, both of those games, then I I think they can beat Dallas. But, again, like I said, if we play like we play in the first half at all during a game against Dallas, it's going to be a runaway. One positive one positive for the Eagles is, you know, their offensive line and their defensive lines, their front, their front lines are amongst the best in football. So that's always the way you want to build your team that way out. And, you know, their lines are top notch. So that is absolutely. And back to how I, we got to get off the Eagles quick here. But the, when we're saying Carson Wentz hasn't looked great, his second halves have looked fantastic. If Nelson Aguilar catches that ball and we score a touchdown, we're not having to talk about how Carson Wentz looks. Yeah, but he also, has... they also converted that fourth and long. What the hell defense were the Falcons playing that Aguilar caught? On yeah, I don't know. Was... But, again, Carson would have six touchdowns and two interceptions through two games at that point. I don't think we're having a conversation about him playing poorly. If that's... Or he does have six. I'm sorry. He would have seven touchdowns and two interceptions through two games. I, I think we would take that, right? Yeah, no, I mean – he hasn't played so, bad. It's just, you know, he's got to stay healthy and the rest of the team's got to stay healthy. All those injuries last week, but none of them, luckily for the Eagles, seem to be too severe. So, uh, you know, hopefully they'll bounce back. They play the Lions this week, so that's definitely a winnable game, although the Lions are uh, 1-0-1, so they've, they've actually yeah. been pretty good. So let's uh, let's move on to the, uh, the Redskins. D.C., they're 0-2, but uh, as you guys kind of mentioned a little bit, they, they, they look better than kind of expected. Case Keenum has been good both weeks. Um, especially mm. that first week against the Eagles. And the defense has been pretty good. So, should we tell me a little bit about what you've uh, seen so far from the Redskins and kind of what you're expecting the rest of the way? From what I've taken away from the two games, Jay Gruden must be gone. And probably, I would say probably <laughs> by week – I want him gone by maybe week 10. But chances are that's probably not going to happen. Because if you look at both games we've played, we played particularly well in the first half of both games. I mean, Matt, you can attest to this. The first game we played against you guys, we crushed you guys in the first half. Yeah, you guys looked nothing. a little Yeah, you guys looked terrible, but we played we played our we played lights out. You played good, yeah. Yeah. Like the first half of that game, even the first half of the Cowboys game. We were all excited. It was still – even the Cowboys, they were playing well, but the Redskins still stayed in it. And I think that's going to be the theme a lot for this season, that the first half of games were going to be nice. You'll have that – basically the – that kind of what it do, baby. You're excited and everything. But then when the second half comes around and you need Case Keenum and you need the running backs that we don't have because we have AP now – because Geis is gone. Will that guy ever be healthy? Right. And you have this old running back in Adrian Peterson, who I'll give him credit. He's 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 he can do a little something for his age, and he's still he can still get you something. But Jay Gruden continues to show how inept he is as a coach. And Greg Manuski, I I I can't stand his <laughs> defense, 
Josh Norman, this is for you. You suck. I mean, it's it's so it's so bad because both games he was he was cooked both games by speedster receivers. First game was Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun. <laughs> Second game was a nobody for the Cowboys. Like like it's it's so stupid. The second half and the second half for some reason we can't seem to do anything. I mean, you go from what it do, baby, in the first half to. literally and and it's just you can tell that like i think it was what game i think it was the first game where or no actually it was the second game that it was just there was a point in the third quarter maybe it was both that i just knew nothing was gonna happen i mean i knew we weren't gonna win i knew it was over once the eagles came back and won then the cowboys just continued to just run us over i mean it just it looked terrible and our secondary is straight ass they're they're horrible. They're trash. We just signed, we just signed a new another cornerback, Aaron Colvin. But I mean, it doesn't matter. We're still not going to be doing anything. It's just it sucks when you can't stay in games. And this is what I was basically saying before, where with the Giants, how you have Eli, you should let Eli play at least eight games, see how it goes, and then if your season's like it's a wrap, then that's when you bring in the rookie. That's what I want to see now. That's what that's what I because. Right now, I'm screaming for Alex Smith, somebody that can do something because I really don't see it in Case Keenum, and I just I don't know. I'm just right now we're hopeless because we can't we can't finish games. We start off well, but we just can't finish. Um, the person that was burned um, was Devin Smith, a former New York Jet wide receiver. Um, there we was, go. That was his name. And you know, to speak about the secondary, Dak Prescott only missed four passes. He was 26 for 30, so he was just completely picking apart that defense. Um, right. The the Redskins actually some of the young receivers have actually played pretty well. McLaurin, Gary Terry, yeah, I mean they they've played pretty well. Yes, uh, despite being zero two, I've been kind of impressed by the Redskins. Um, next week, you know the Giants and the Redskins play, so that'll be a real test to kind of see, you know how just truly how bad the Redskins are if, if, I just if they're on our level of bad. But this week they play Chicago on Monday night, so like you know that's... I just hate my my thing is I just hate bad coaching. And it's just sometimes some of these plays that you see that we're running and you'll just be like, why would we do that? That it just, it doesn't make sense. And then sometimes on defense, it never makes sense. I mean, this is, it's just, it's terrible. And it's like, it just, it's, it's, it, you, you root in the beginning and then after a while you just see how it's turning out and you're just like, okay, this game's over. In the third quarter, you can already determine a game is over, especially when you're still in it, but you know that your team's really not in it. It's, it's rough. It's a shame because your defense looks really good in the first half, right? I mean, they sh- almost shut out Philly besides that one Deshaun Jackson touchdown before the end of the half. Right. I think you guys I held Dallas down. to, what, 10 points in the first half? That yeah. game was really close deep into the second. It was 10-7. And half, then yeah. I don't know if Gruden's not making adjustments at halftime, if your defense just gets washed because you don't have a lot of depth and a lot of top-heavy, but – but no, that third quarter starts. If, you guys just if, if you're getting out coached by Jason Garrett, halftime adjustments. That's that's not a good sign. But it's not it's not just the defense too. Even though I said that, but at the same time, that in that first game we only scored seven points in the whole second half, whereas you guys put up twenty five. Like that's just you can blame the defense, but at the same time, the offense did nothing. Like they, they didn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Like it was point. Like after yeah, they that, covered the spread. 
<laughs> they did on that on that late touchdown. Yeah. They fucked over a bunch of people. I'm sure. <laughs> but at the same time, Nick, you know the rule: we don't bet on or against our we team. Do not, so. and and yes. especially this season, do not bet on the Giants. I don't care what the spread is. Although I do suggest whatever um, offensive players you have on fantasy that are playing against the Giants, start them. Start them. Start them. Start them. <laughs> especially if they're a tight end. I know OJ Howard. Didn't do anything at zero points in fantasy last week. Start him this week. He will go off because Giants cannot guard tight ends. That's me. That's my fantasy tip of the week right there. Now let's get into Monday night football game last night. The New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns, two teams that both desperately needed wins. And the Jets looked horrible last night. The quarterback whisperer, the future of football as uh, Christopher Johnson referred to Adam Gaze, the, the the guru, the offensive guru, just a joke. The offense for the Jets last night was putrid. I mean, it, it didn't help that Trevor Simeon got hurt. But honestly, Luke Falk is just as good as Trevor. Trevor Simeon looked horrible. So you can't even say, oh, it's because, you know, Trevor Simeon got hurt. The play calling, you know, the, the uncreativeness. Uh, right, The perfect example is right before half. The, the Jets had the ball. They got the ball back a minute 48. The Browns were about to punt them the ball, and they didn't call a timeout. They had three timeouts left. Then they get the ball back, and then with 48 seconds left, they throw the ball for what reason, I don't know, which allowed the Browns to get the ball back and then kick a field goal to make it 16-3 before half. Uh, second half, I mean, the game was already over. Odell hits a, you know, an 89-yard touchdown, and that's it. The Jets are bad, and here's ready for this. Their next four games, Patriots. Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots. That's an 0 6 start. That is a terrible New York football team. That makes two of them. It's rough. I mean, especially when you don't have your quarterback because he's out because of what, mono? Which, yeah. Which, which <laughs> I mean, honestly, which, I used which, to think, <laughs> I thought mono used to be like a sore throat from like making out with too many people, but it's totally not that. It's a bunch of, it, it's something with your liver and it's actually a very serious thing. So, yeah, Darnold's going to be out for a month. Yeah, and it's like it's kind of crazy to me because, no, I to be honest with you, I didn't expect the Jets to be good. Just because you get Le'Veon Bell, that doesn't mean anything. You still don't got any good receivers, maybe Robbie Anderson. But besides that, I didn't think that team was going to be very good to begin with. So now that you lose not just your first but your second string QB, it it doesn't mean anything. I mean, the season's done. It, it just it's a wrap. Right now, players are just basically playing for opportunities to play elsewhere because. This team and this coach is they're done. I mean, I really can't see they just brought I, him in. See, I mean, they they did, but at the same time, it's like what like what do they expect to accomplish? Like you just like you just told us their next what six games? Patriots, Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots. That's four losses. They're gonna be 0 six. Bro, that's yeah, like come on now. Like this this team isn't going anywhere. Not in the division and not anywhere else in the league. So it's a wrap. How bad does Le'Veon Bell feel right now? He probably feels great. He got I mean, good fantasy numbers. He <laughs> Is he though? He had 21 rushes. Imagine that. He got 21 touches and 10 receptions as a running. That's Saquon numbers. He got 31 touches and he put up 120 yards and two fumbles, no touchdowns. The offensive line is so bad. And he got paid. Miles Garrett literally. <laughs> Miles Garrett literally had his way with the Jets' offensive line last night. 
All right, but Le'Veon got besides paid. Besides when he couldn't stop getting penalties. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's – and that, like, we can transition. Um, we'll get back into the Jets in one second. But to transition into the Browns, even though they won last night, I am still not impressed. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this because it has nothing to do with Odell, which who played – Oh, stop no, it. No, last no. night let, you were obsessed with Odell again. Let me finish because oh, he did win me some money last night. But let me say this. It has nothing to do with Odell. Odell played amazing last night. My – you know, thing about the Browns is they're just not as good as the hype. They're undisciplined. They have a rookie coach. Their offensive line isn't that good. They, uh, you know, they Baker Mayfield talk about someone who just is not smart with the football. You know, he's th- makes very errant throws. He has the most interceptions in the league since becoming a starting quarterback. He, you know, he he tries to make too much happen instead of like you know you you just dunk the ball down to Nick Chubb every now and then. He tries to make too much happen. They're undisciplined. Way too many penalized. The most penalized team through the first two weeks. I'm not impressed by the Browns. I get they have some big weapons. They have some big players. They're not making the playoffs. I said it before the season. I'll say it again. The Ravens are winning that division, and the Browns, if they're if they get to 500, they'll be lucky. The Browns are tough to gauge because they played so fucking horrible the first game, and then you play the Jets. I mean, you could put up 23 against – they could have put up 50 against the Jets. And you wouldn't have think they looked that good. Uh, I, last night's game said more about how bad the Jets exactly. are than how good Cleveland is, right? And, again, it comes down to Adam Gates. I, how did this guy get another head coach? Nobody knows. Nobody in New York how, knows. His, Boy, like, he, he kills interviews, man. What you talking about? It has to be. I don't – Don't his eyes. Peyton Manning – he has to be getting this contract because of what he did with Peyton Manning on the Broncos, right? You, like, you like bought him a he was offensive money? coordinator. Now he was offensive coordinator when they won those Super Bowls. Oh yeah, totally. Peyton Manning was totally. When he went to, there. Peyton Manning was good, totally because of Adam Gates. Like Peyton Manning was well, already a Hall. Yeah, exactly. Peyton Manning didn't probably run that whole offense, but then he goes to Chicago in 2015. He's not good. Chicago's offense. I've never thought of Chicago as an offensive juggernaut. And then you get a head coach job in Miami. You suck. And then you get fired from Miami and the Jets say, oh, yeah, let's hire another coach who we just beat in the division because he was so fucking bad. Let's bring him on board. I, I don't understand the recycling of coaches here, especially if you're bringing on a guy like Sam Darnold. You're signing Levy. Go get a coach. Oh, it was a horrible, horrible decision, and it's already looking bad. His play calling looked atrocious, just so predictable, so boring. For someone that's supposed to be an offensive guru, it was just so predictable. And – uh, another thing, the defense, C.J. Mosley, they were up 16 nothing in the first game against the Bills. Since C.J. Mosley went out, the defense just completely fell apart. It was not good last night. Quinn and Williams, their first-round pick, was hurt. He didn't play. And now today, I don't know if we're going to make anything out of it, but Jamal Adams unfollowed the Jets on all social media. He took the Jets' well, name out of his bio. So it's only well, a matter of Nick, time before he's probably going to want out too. Apparently, he also commented and said that, he never was following the Jets, even when they drafted him. Probably so. a smart decision, but okay. Yeah. But let me ask you guys this. Who do you think's the worst team so far between <laughs> the Jets and the Dolphins? Oh, I was just going to say the Jets and the Giants. <laughs> no, no, no. We all know. No, it's the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the worst team in football. The Dolphins are worse than the Giants. Don't disrespect the Giants like that. I think the Jets. The no, Dolphins are another bad situation. But they're, Go but ahead, they're I'm doing sorry. it on purpose. They're and 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 they have four first round picks and two second round picks next year. So they're at least. All doing right, but we've seen right. Cleveland. We saw Cleveland do that for True. three years. You make and the right stacked picks. up picks. You still have to make the right picks. At which have the Dolphins besides Tunsil, have the Dolphins made the right well, pick well, the last three well, years? The first pick's going to be a no brainer. You're going to take Tua. 
And then you are they? Uh, who, who else would you take? Are they? They need a quarterback. You, uh, who else would you take? You need a quarter. If you take Tua next year, how many games does he win you single handedly? And I does mean, he fit just, your offense? Because you're going to make getting, him fit your uh, offense. You don't have an offense fit, right now. You build the offense. You're that, getting a Bill Belichick anybody. head coach who plays out of the pro style offense. Are you going to get Tua, who's has a good arm, but he's a mobile they, quarterback? They can probably also they can probably also draft Judy, the the receiver from Alabama. Because they'll probably have another top five pick, so they could probably get him as well. And yeah, you build the team around Tua. There's no, and they just showed, traded for Josh Rosen, who they're that, benching that for a year to make happen. So Josh Rosen will never this, get an opportunity. If I'm Miami, I'm not to. If you're gonna suck, you're gonna suck, right? Well, I would take suck. the every pick this year, build the rest of your team. If you want to throw Rosen out for a year next year, great. If he sucks, you get a top pick. If he's good, you have your quarterback who was still a first round pick. Well, and if you suck, you go for Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence next yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they and, I, love and that's Tua. not against Tua. I, I personally think Tua I think I love great. Tua. I think he's great. But I don't think Tua changes your team, right? If you can either trade that top pick for two more first-rounders or something to build, I think that's your best bet because they're not a quarterback away. They're a whole fucking team away. But you just said you you wonder, like, Tua – you can't you can't see him doing anything for them to turn the team with for him to turn the team around. So what yeah. makes you think Trevor Lawrence could do the same? I'm not saying he can, but I'm saying you can turn two of that first pick into two or three more picks and build a full team with picks. They already, they already of have four just getting a quarterback. And, and hey, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you hey, can build man. more with that. that. That's 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 a, that could be a fireable offense because that's like saying I'm gonna pass up on this guy that could be a surefire thing and bet my bottom dollar my job that somebody else that he's not going to be as good as he is didn't the browns just do that if Tua turns out to be great that's like when they gave up saquon and took baker well, it, when did they and here's the here's the same thing with with pat Shermer. if if uh dan i mean not pat Shermer with uh dave gettleman if daniel jones doesn't turn out to be good it's his job so when you take a quarterback yeah. that high you're putting your career on the line that is true, but sometimes when it's a no-brainer, you kind of have yeah, to. Yeah, I, I think two is a no-brainer because you're going to hope that right. you're not going to have the number one pick again the following year. But right, the Dolphins. And my other concern is not that two is bad, but ha- when's the last Alabama quarterback out of Nick Saban's offense that's been good in the NFL? That's because he doesn't recruit those kind of quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, that's because he recruits quarterbacks that are like fit the system. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this time he actually went to recruit Tua, and Tua's not a system quarterback, so he's not he doesn't fit the mold that you're trying to like say that he is. He's not just your regular Alabama quarterback. He's not your what? Uh, was it Greg AJ McCarron? AJ McCarron? <laughs> like he's not that. Speaking of Alabama, Look, I'm not saying he is. Jalen Hurts looks pretty good. Insane. Yeah, but well, that's another guy. Saban went out and recruited. And again, I'm not saying it's not going to work and Tua won't be great. I'm just saying you're more than a quarterback away. So it's the same situation I think Daniel Jones is in. You're going to put that guy in there and just kill him for a year or two until you might have a team around him. I think you can turn him into draft capital and build a full team out of these picks for a year and then get a quarterback. The Dolphins, the first two weeks of the season, have taken more abuse than animals at SeaWorld take. They have been beaten, (laughs) battered, and bloodied. Um, and, and it's gonna, only going to get worse. They play the Cowboys this week. The spread is 21 and a half. Shuey, as the gambling expert, will get into it in a little bit. How many points is too many points? We have two spreads this week that are as high as I've ever seen. We'll get into that at the end of the show. We're going to give you our trilogy picks. Um, but right now, we're going to be joined by my friend, L.I. Matt. He's actually joined us for some Yankee talk in the past. He's a big Jets fan. 
And I'm going to ask him a little bit about Adam Gaze and the Jets. Matt, how are you? Oh, so, I mean, look. I mean, after another Monday night debacle um, where where this team just could not put anything together offensively, I, I mean, I am just – I'm the same I've been in regards to the Jets for the past, you know, better part of the decade. So, I mean, nothing new here, really. So, to quote uh, the owner, Christopher Johnson, he called this man the future of football, the innovator, the quarterback whisperer, Adam Gaze. What are your thoughts two games in the Adam Gaze era? Uh, I mean, to be honest, he's no no better than Todd Bowles was and no better than the last two years of Rex Ryan was. It's It's been terrible. I mean, this the, the quarterback whisperer, so to speak, has – an offense that has scored 11 points in two games where it's looked like his, his defense has a better chance of scoring than his offense. I mean, regardless of the fact that Sam Darnold is injured, he he's not making any of the right decisions on offense or otherwise. I mean, you look, they're so, they're so one dimensional too. I, I mean, look, predictable. And, and you know what, I, to be honest, Le'Veon Bell has been a godsend. I mean, he's done everything that you could have, you know, dreamt of. He's the entire team right now. But I mean, we there's nothing going on offense here that warrants you know Adam Gaze being this this next Sean McVay or or whoever. It has been a disaster. His offense is a disaster. You could change the coach. You could change the general manager. You could change the quarterback. But it seems like nothing ever changes. Nothing Jets, ever. Nothing ever changes. I mean, you you know, I, I the. It's the same story as the past few seasons. The offensive line doesn't play well together. The quarterback's on an island running around by himself. There's not enough. Miles Garrett just had his way. I mean, this guy, this guy Garrett, you know, he, other than his dopey penalties, save for those dopey penalties, this guy was a one-man wrecking crew. He pretty much obliterated Trevor Simeon. Poor guy was running for his life. And then after that, Luke Falk got sacked three times by this guy. Kelvin Beecham looked like Eric Flowers. I, I mean, again, these, this offensive line was a problem going into this year. It remained a problem. They had to bring a 35-year-old center out of retirement just for somebody to snap the ball to, to, to Darnold and now Luke Falk. It's just a disaster. These, this offensive line is are revolving doors. They've been revolving doors for years. It's just it's not getting any better. And as a so look, oh, I'm just sick and tired of it. So looking looking forward, your next four games: Patriots, Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots. How does it feel? It it, it feels like zero six in the face. I mean, if we go right on down the line, you know, we haven't won in Foxborough since the twenty ten divisional series, I believe. Spread is twenty three and a half. It, it, you know what? I would lay the points because it's just <laughs> it's just what reason to believe. Between Belichick, you know, loving to run up the score in the Jets, the inexperience of Luke Falk, and just the ineptitude of Adam Gase, what, 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 what leads you to believe that this won't be a, an a, just an, a, an unmitigated disaster of a football game? It's you know, like I mean, right on down the line, we have the Patriots at Foxborough, where the Jets never win, and then after the bye, they have the Eagles, who they actually have never beaten. In the history, the franchise, you know, the history of the franchise, it's the only team the Jets have never beaten. And then Dallas, which is going to be a home game for the Cowboys at MetLife the following week. And then they play the Patriots again on Monday Night Football, where the you know 
the nation can be reminded for the second time in five weeks of how bad the, the Jets football team is. So it, it's just not going to go anywhere positive from here. And the good news, the good news is week, uh, I think week 10, the Giants and the Jets play each other. Oh, so someone's got to win. <laughs> well, they, or maybe it'll be a tie. It might be a tie. They might go 0-30-2 as a combined record for the year because I don't see any, <laughs> any, any, of the, or the, any of the two teams winning much this year. So it's just – it's, it's a – it's a sad state for New York football, but football season is over. It's two weeks in, and it's, it's over. over. It's over New York, especially with the uh, the Giants going to the rookie. They're kind of you know letting you know that this year is about developing the uh, the uh, the quarterback, but which I like, which which, which like. is a good move. I mean, you know, Eli Manning is you know ancient at this point, and with the you know, I said I said it I said it earlier to uh, Matt and Chewy. I said. Let us now remember Eli in a nostalgic way. Yeah. No more blame on him. Let's just put him in a positive light and remember him for what he's done in the past. I don't want him to be associated with this garbage. He, he is a 500 quarterback, so we'll just keep the 500 record as it is and move on. <laughs> that that that. But that's neither here nor there. But the blame's not on him. It's on Gettleman for putting this mess together, Mara for allowing it, and Shermer for just being clueless. But um, good news is in about two weeks, baseball postseason. Yankee Stadium. I'm excited. I know you are. Good things are coming. I mean, there are some reinforcements coming back, especially with the Yankee team. You know, Severino coming back soon. Uh, John Carlos hoping, hoping, hoping to come back this week. I think Severino's actually starting tonight, but yep, or or on Tuesday. But um, you know, Stanton coming back. They could really use his bat now with the injuries to the outfield. Sanchez hopefully will be back in time, along with Encarnacion, and this team's ready to roll. And it's time to make the run for glory for number twenty-eight. This is it. This is this is all we got. <laughs> this is Get all excited. we got. <laughs> We've got the Yankees, and then before you know it, the Knicks will be around. I, the corner. I can't wait for Knicks season. I don't care how <laughs> bad they true. are. I don't care. I I don't care. You know what the projected record is. I don't care who the players are. I get. I get so hyped for the first week, and then I realize <laughs> they can't defend the pick and roll, and I'm back to you know counting down the days to the draft. But and, that is what and it we're is. Win, and we'll win 20 games, and then we'll get ready for spring training. But anyway, thanks, Matt, for joining me for a little bit. Um, we will talk to you, I'm sure, uh, with the playoffs coming up. We'll talk some Yankee baseball in the upcoming weeks. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Right, yep. Now we want to transition into our MLB segment. Uh, I know it's been a while. A lot of things have changed. Right now, the best team right now out of the three of us right now looks like the Nationals. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck you talking about, boy. We got the best record in baseball. <laughs> but, yeah. The, so real, the real reason we haven't done a Trilogy Sports podcast in a while is actually Matt just doesn't want to talk about how bad the Phillies are. <laughs> I've been ducking. He had to lay. He had to lay their hopes <laughs> to rest. Remember, let's let's take a flashback down memory lane when Matt had the Phillies number four in their power rankings. Oh, to yeah. be fair, we were like fifteen games over five hundred at that point. Uh, good times, good times, good times. <laughs> it's just crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. You guys used to talk so much shit about the Nationals. Well, and back now- it up. Well, well, the shit talk is not going to end because here we are again. The Nationals are in the playoffs, and they're going to lose in the first round again. So right back where they always are. And I believe I said the Nationals still had the best rotation in baseball at that point. I mean, I think L.A. has a better rotation now overall. But you guys still had one of the best rotations and could still make a comeback once no, everybody was healthy. Saying, 
You were the same dude that was saying that the, the Phillies were better than us. And I don't like that, man. Just own it. Own it. Tell us we were better. That's all, man. You Where's are the- better. You weren't at that point when I was talking oh, all that shit. we weren't. When I was oh, talking okay. all that shit, you weren't better. I remember when you were still talking that trash, we were neck and neck trying to you know catch what? the break. It's not over yet. We have a point four percent chance. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. The, the current um, – so <laughs> as the weeks go on, um, next week will be the last week of the regular season, and then actually our following episode will be the same night as I think the NL wild card game which will be the Tuesday and then Wednesday will be the AL wild card. I can, I'm so excited for once. I will not have to go to the wild card game. So I get to sit back and relax and enjoy, but um, we'll get into baseball postseason previews as the weeks go on. And we'll be talking a lot more baseball, but real quick, let's talk about, um, you know, the wild card races. So the division races are pretty much wrapped up the wild card races as they stand right now, the nationals are a half game above the Cubs for that first wild card spot. And then the Brewers are one game behind the Cubs. So the Nationals haven't locked anything up yet. The Cubs, despite having Javi Baez out for the season and now Anthony Rizzo hurt, and uh, the Brewers are missing Yelich for the season, they're still in it. They're still competing. How do you guys see this final stretch finishing out for the wild card? It's tough, man. There's so many teams that have had chances to run away with it, and nobody. It seems like nobody in the NL wants to run away with this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many chances. The Cubs could have absolutely ran away with this at times. The Nationals have a, a pretty nice schedule here, where they can just run away with this if they heat up and just finish out the season here. I think I'm not sure who you guys finished with, but I think the tough part of your schedule is done, right? You just played Atlanta three times. Yes, we did. So uh, I mean. I, I mean- I think because we haven't played particularly well in the last 10 games. I mean, we've been pretty average to say the least. But like you said, I think we have about, what, a little over 10 games left, maybe around like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. I think I think all we have to do is play the Cardinals. The, we have to play the, uh, the Miami. Marlins. Yep. Yeah, we play Miami. We play the Phillies, and then we end it with the uh, Indians. So, I mean, it's not too difficult. We got a bunch of games against you guys, so hopefully you guys can give us a couple of them. You know, I mean, it's the least you could do. But uh, I think I think their starting kitchen will uh, give it to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. No, and, but- uh, don't over also overlook. I mean, the Cardinals beat the Nationals last night, but the Cubs are only two games behind the Cardinals in the Central, so the Central's not over yet. So. A lot of that last series against the Indians will be good because the mm-hmm. Indians are still fighting for their playoff spots here too. Yeah. Right. So so in the AL. On the other side, you've got the A's, who uh, let me, and I'm getting the wild card standings up here. The A's have a one game lead over the the Rays, and then the Indians are a game and a half behind the Rays for that second wild card spot. So the, yeah, the Indians are playing for their lives. Um, the A's have been one of the hottest teams in baseball, and with, if the Yankees get the best record, um, right now them and Houston are tied, but Houston owns the tiebreaker. If the Yankees end up having the best record and playing the wild card winner. The A's actually scare me. I'd, I I would actually like to stay away from the Oakland A's, especially because the Yankees can't win in Oakland, um, it, it seems like. So uh, the A's are a scary team. They, they, they're they a, a scrappy team. They don't really have any star power pitching, but they've got some big bats. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I think the A's and the, and the Rays will ultimately be the two teams playing in the AL wild card. And who did you say would be for the NL? Um, I think, I mean, I think it'll be the Nationals and I think it'll be, I think it'll be the Cubs. I think the Brewers just don't have enough pitching and with Christian Yelich done, um, I think they'll start to fall off a little bit. I think it will be the Cubs and the Nationals, which will be a hell of a wild card game. 
And be a great uh, game. I'll be I'll be looking forward to that. <clears throat> but the thing is, the wild card winner, you got to play the Dodgers. So you know, it's it's really. And then if let's say you use Scherzer in game one, that means you're not going to have Scherzer till game four, four against yeah. the Do- game three or game four against the Dodgers. But you do have a deep rotation, so it will be interesting. I'm super excited, as I said, about the wild card, about the postseason. Big things expected for the Yankees. Luis Severino makes his season debut tonight, so I'm excited for that. Giancarlo He's, Stanton, he'll be on the DL by next week up, at this shut rate. Up, shut up. <laughs> Giancarlo Stanton is going to be back tomorrow. He's going to have a huge postseason. Giancarlo Stanton, one quick thing on him. You know, he could have hit 50 home runs this year, and if he did bad in October, the Yankee fans would have been, you know, all over him. But now he has the opposite. He barely played any regular season. It doesn't matter. All that matters is his postseason he's going to come in and have a big postseason to go along with everyone else i'm excited this is our year uh to get my mind off the giants and then what's to come in the next season everything is riding on the yankees and you will get my full emotional everything over the next couple weeks here postseason baseball is coming damn oh boy so get ready so basically what you just said was (laughs) after october your sports, your whole sports thing is just. This is all you. This have is all you have. Right now. This is right? it. So here's how it's gonna go. When the Yankees win the World Series, I'll be celebrating till spring training. But if they do end up not winning the World Series, I will just be in a state of depression until spring training. So yes, that's how it's basically gonna work. Hmm. You're gonna ruin Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Christmas might be canceled if the Yankees don't win the World Series this year. So there's that. Um, as we said, that'll basically be the last time we probably talk about the Phillies this year. So Matt. Give us your final thoughts. <laughs> any any last words before we lay them to rest? Yes. Boy, oh boy. What I will say, Bryce Harper was absolutely worth the money. The man's going to put up 115 RBIs this year. Good first year in the system. JT Romuno and the Phillies both have mutual expressions to get a mutual deal done, which will be good. This team had no issues on offense. They scored 130 more runs this year than they scored last year. This pitching staff, is so fucking bad. It, this is the worst team ERA and pitching wise. We talk juice baseball. This team sucks. This bullpen and this rotation is so bad. And I've been the, I'm the worst person to say my team sucks, right? Like I will argue tooth and nail about how good my team is. They could be 0 and 20. I'll tell you they're great. This bullpen, this rotation, they are fucking garbage. <laughs> After you get past Aaron Nola, you have nobody. And the problem is with the Phillies. They've had this issue with pitching staff and drafting pitchers and developing pitchers forever since I've been a fan. We've had Cole Hamels come up, and we've had Aaron Nola come up. Can either one of you name another all-star pitcher the Phillies have developed over the last 20 years? Nope. No. no you can't. Every other great a bunch pitcher, of free agents. Every other great pitcher we've had, we've traded or signed as a great free agent. Well, you ain't trading for nobody because you have no prospects. No, well, that's not true. But we had Sexto Sanchez. You traded him for Real Muto. That's fine. It's tough to have a guy throwing 100 miles an hour as your starter and think he's going to last. I'm okay with that move, even though I think Sexto is going to be really good. We can truly say the Phillies in the offseason spent stupid money. And, Shuey, I look forward to the postseason. (laughs) Hopefully we'll see in the World Series, maybe. Well, yeah, it's not – we have a chance of pitching. We'll be back. Well, I mean, you never know. We're a good team. Pitching, we're fucking horrible. Let's well, move on to a team that has a chance to play here. Shuey, let's hear about your Nationals. Get some gloating out. 
Let, nah, let's hear what you have. Come on. I'm not, I'm not going to talk my shit until it's over, you know. We, until like they win a playoff game for, or a yeah, playoff series. Never a series <laughs> playoff series win, I wouldn't talk No, no. I mean, but like you, you were just talking about offense. You guys have a good offense. Well, as of late, our offense has been real shitty. I mean, our last game we had Zimmerman hasn't had a hit in probably, I think it was, what, three games or something like that. So he's been terrible. Seems like it's been forever. Trey Turner hasn't been playing particularly well. Eaton hasn't play, been playing well either. So, I mean, offensively, we're starting to struggle. And, of course, that's not what you want to hear during this last stretch. And these last few games, like you said, are very, very key because we're trying to get home field advantage for that uh, wild card game. So, I mean, uh, it's it's it, right now we're coming down the stretch. Hopefully the Nationals can turn it on offensively. And uh, we can get it together, but I'm 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 still a little hopeful, you know. Huge game tonight, Cardinals Nationals, Corbin against Mikolas. That will be a big game for the Central and the Wild Cards. So we look forward to that. And as I said, lots of more baseball talk coming in the upcoming weeks. Real. Quickly, before we get to our trilogy sports picks, I just want to go around the league real quick and just touch on some of the other NFL games that took place this week. Um, we'll just go kind of down the line and just give a comment or two on each thing. 49ers beat the Bengals 41-17. to The 49ers are 2-0. and They look impressive. Jimmy Garoppolo, now that he's healthy again, looks like he's back to his old self. Uh, I'm I, I'm not too high. I didn't on think them. he looked good game one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think touchdowns. he looked great at all in game three one. Touchdowns. I think he's okay. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, at the same time, it was against who the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, the Bengals played the the the, the Bengals are a tricky team. I mean, they, they fooled Some, me the first week. They fooled me. They played the the Seahawks tight at home, and then they just completely shit the bed this week. So I got a text. I got a text from someone to, that pretty much summed it up for me. They texted I think Matt. I don't know if it was you, but they were like, they didn't know that Andy Dalton was still in the league. That was me. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. me. Okay. I didn't know Andy Dalton was still in the league. And Nick, you're a liar because Jimmy Garoppolo had one touchdown, one interception, and 160 yards. Week. Oh, I was talking. About, I, was not, I was talking about this week. I was talking about this week. Yeah, no, but I was saying you were like he's impressed the last two weeks. I was like, like dog shit yeah, week well, one against the Bucks. They're they're two and out, so that that's all that's all <laughs> that counts, and uh, we'll see what happens. Another game, the next game, uh, Lions beat the Chargers late. Phillip Rivers throws an interception in the battle of two quarterbacks who put up big numbers but ultimately never win anything. Matt Stafford and the Lions go to 1-0-1 as they prepare for the Eagles this week. Uh, but Stafford with a big clutch touchdown late in the game to Kenny uh, Galladay. Uh, I think the Lions, I'm not really sure about them either. I mean, breaking news, they just released C.J. Anderson. So uh, I guess that means for all those guys that have carry on Johnson, I guess that's a good thing. Hey, you still have Blunt, who's going to steal goal line carries from him. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, the only person who wins in this game is Melvin Gordon because the Chargers aren't good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but Austin Eckler hasn't played bad. He hasn't yeah. been bad. He's been good fantasy no, wise. Yeah. When your team's not winning and you're one of the star players sitting out, it always looks better for you, right? And actually, some breaking news real quick. Uh, Giancarlo Stan will be activated tomorrow. I just got the alert. But um, anyway, Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the bad man. The Packers improved to 2-0. They got off to a big start. And then uh, the second half, it was really their defense to shut it down. Shuey, how bad is Kirk Cousins? <sighs> We've been talking about this for what? How many years now? There was a reason why he was drafted behind RG3. He was drafted, what, in the fourth round? Because 
he didn't show that first-round talent. I mean, even at Washington, we know he throws those crazy, stupid interceptions. There was one pass that he made on uh, on Sunday that was, like, so mind-boggling for the Vikings that he threw it into three peep, like, three. I, I, I was, I was. It was to Stephon I, Diggs I, in oh triple coverage. Oh, my God. I feel like, bad what? for the Vikings. They have so much talent. Thielen, Diggs, uh, Dalvin Cook Look, has played great. They have a yeah. good defense. But, my God, they have a terrible quarterback who they paid so much money. It's it's terrible. And it's all guaranteed. It's all, mm-hmm. and, and, meanwhile, the Packers are 2-0. and Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked, you know, great. I would the offense hasn't clicked yet. You know, Devontae Adams. They're going to be, you know, obviously they're going to click. But their defense has actually been much better than I would have expected. Yeah, they have a really surprisingly not to talk about fantasy, but Packers defense was available in like eighty percent of fantasy leagues at one point. I just scooped them up in two. They've looked really good through two games. I don't know if that's Aaron Rodgers hasn't done his. Go ahead. It also helps you're playing against Kirk Cousins. Going to turn the ball yeah, over. but again, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been doing his typical throw the ball 30. I mean, when you think of the Packers offense, you think high-scoring, fast-paced offense. But they've been killing the clock, running time down. They're playing like a complete football team who almost isn't keeping their defense on the field for long spurts at a time, which obviously bodes well for your defense to get rest before they go back out there. In the game that no one really cared about, the Colts beat the Titans 19-17. to Scobie Prissett looked pretty good. Um, and then now Thursday night, Titans-Jaguars. Well, why do I feel like th- this is always the Thursday night game? Like, it's just so bo- – like, I just don't care Boring. about this game. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, my friend- I'll tell you, this game would look a little bit better if Nick Foles was playing, right? Yeah, and the same thing with the Colts. I think we might care Colts, a little bit. This division is just has no juice to it. You've got just mediocre – besides Deshaun Watson, you've just got mediocre – Backup, injured, Mariota's terrible, just bad quarterbacks, and Deshaun Watson. Like, this division just puts me to sleep thinking about it. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I'm probably not going to watch the game on Thursday. But uh, <laughs> but like you said, the division sucks. This kind of makes me look at Andrew Luck a little funny because the team's not that bad. They're not. I mean, they so, did improve yeah. the offensive line going into the season for Luck, but, you know. There's that. Speaking of sleeping, uh, the Patriots kind of just slept, walked their way, and somehow won a football game 43 to nothing without even trying, it seemed like. Antonio Brown caught a 20-yard touchdown. It's going to be scary when Brady and Brown actually have time to practice together. That 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 throw over – Is he going to make it through the season, though? What? There's a lot of things coming out about that. Man I mean, right there now. is, but I think it's more just people – and we're not going to get into legal things, but I think it's more just now people trying to pile on and, and get a payday. I mean, until until he's proven guilty, I'm gonna he's gonna keep going out there. He's gonna keep balling out. He's gonna keep playing football. And the Patriots, their offense is amazing. We all know that, but they haven't allowed a touchdown yet. If the Patriots' defense is gonna be this good, then just end the season now. Give them the trophy because you know, obviously, shutting out the Dolphins is what it is. But allowing the Steelers to three points, they haven't allowed a touchdown this season. The Patriots look unstoppable. They do. And I mean, but, it, it's still crazy to think they have Antonio Brown, man. Like, <laughs> on top geez. of Josh Gordon, Sonny Michelle, James. If White. they land Jalen uh, Ramsey, there's a conspiracy. Something's going on. I don't think if, they. If Jalen Ramsey ends up on the Patriots, then something needs to be investigated. Yeah. Um, Giants, Bills. We don't need to talk about that again. <laughs> um, Seahawks, Steelers. This was actually a pretty interesting game. Ben Roethlisberger got uh, hurt. Uh, Rudolph came in. He played pretty well, and he, the Steelers are going to go with him, uh, you know, moving forward. They, they just traded for Fitzpatrick. So, 
the Steelers aren't giving up on the season. They- well, here's a conundrum for you, though, because Rudolph, he was pretty touted coming out. He's a, what, he broke, like, every record at uh, – fuck, why, was it Wyoming? No, he went to Oklahoma State. Okay, yeah, he broke all the passing records at Oklahoma State, came out highly touted. He was good. And he's going to get a full year to play here. And you just extended Ben Roethlisberger, who came out and said, I plan to play my entire contract after the injury. So what happens if Rudolph comes in and, you know, that, that division, the Baltimore looks really good. Cleveland, we just said, almost looked like frauds through two games. But what if he comes in, keeps you in contention down to the end, and then next year you are staring you, – can you bench him again? Bye, Ben. What do you do with Big Ben? Bye, Ben. Bye-bye, Ben. That, that's what happens, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to if Rudolph, if Rudolph, he has potential. He looked, he looked pretty good in the second half of that game. Obviously, the Seahawks yeah. defense isn't what he used to be, but it still played well. And uh, Russell Wilson looked uh, looked great, and uh, DK Metcalf caught his first uh, NFL touchdown. So Seahawks hey, are two and zero. They're they're an impressive team. One thing, please, Pete Carroll, if you listen for us fantasy owners, please, just because Chris Carson fumbled one give time, give him the ball. Give him the ball, please. please I beg of you. It's Rashad Penny's backfield. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, moving along, we got Ravens, Cardinals. Ravens improved the 2-0. Lamar Jackson looks impressive. Me and Shuey, we had a thing for Lamar in college. Our old saying was, in Lamar, we trust. We used yes, to bet on him. He used to win us big games. And you know what? I was always a believer in him. I, 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 you know, I, I thought he is actually got a better arm than people think. And so far through two games, he looks pretty good. And if you're going to also rush for 120 yards, that's going to help as well. So the Ravens look pretty impressive so far, two and out. Yeah, uh, they're another team who hasn't had a real challenge yet. Uh, who do they play this week? Uh, they are playing. Let me take a look. I think they're playing a decent team this week. They are playing the Chiefs, so that is a yeah. So league. they're going to play a good game. This is. I think we'll get a real look at Lamar Jackson this week uh, because his pocket passing skills have looked great, but he hasn't played great teams last. I mean, two the Chiefs' weeks, so defense I, I, isn't exactly the, the biggest test, but. You know, just to see him go head-to-head with Mahomes should be exciting. Yeah. Plus, and Andy Reid does a good job game planning for your best player, right? So, I think he'll put the ball in Lamar's hand, make him throw, not give him – keep a spy on him, not give him that 80-, 90-yard rushing game. Um, I think we'll get a good chance to see what Lamar can do through the air. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that game. Um, another game, Texans, Jaguars. We've talked again about the division no one cares about. Uh, but late late game, the um, Jaguars took a chance. Leonard Fournette going for the two point conversion. He was stuffed with 36 seconds left. Texans win. They improved to one and one. Houston uh, hasn't looked as good as I thought they would either. They they, they haven't. Um, I, I mean they'll they'll, they'll, they'll click. Um, I, I think they they're clearly going to win that division. I'd be shocked if they don't. Uh, and fantasy wise, I'm very let down because I was preaching Duke Johnson. I thought he was finally going to get his chance, and you let fucking Carlos Hyde come in and become the starter. Hey, uh, also, Jaguars coach, what's his name, Doug Marone? Marone, yeah. That guy's an idiot. Doug Marone. <laughs> because you went for two when you, and you, because you thought your quarterback had the hot hand, not only did you take it out of his hands, <laughs> but you took it out of his hands and you ran the ball. Like, like what? Garden Meacham actually hasn't looked that bad so far. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just just absolutely stupid. And then he, him getting into a shouting match with Jalen Ramsey on the sideline. The Jaguars are just a mess right now. Um, so, I think that they're going to continue to struggle. Um, Chiefs improved to 2-0. They got off to a little bit of a slow start. Uh, down 10 nothing early, but then put up 28 points in the second quarter. And uh, Patrick Mahomes throws four touchdowns. 
and, uh, you know, he continues to be the best player in football, as it looks like. And, uh, you know, looks like he might break the Madden curse. Hey, man, nothing it's, to say. It's early, man. Come on, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing to say about a team like that. They're just unstoppable. Yeah, just they, I mean, they, they, they just got everything. Guy, um, can the- you imagine a Patriots and Chiefs NFC cha- or AFC championship game again? I, I, I would expect it, and I would really look forward to it. So I'm, I'm hoping that's what happens. Um, Bears, Broncos, the Bears blew the game late, but then uh, – Late field goal, Panero Dinero with the winning field goal from 51 yards, and the Bears. They, looks like they finally found a kicker, so no more Cody Parkey, and um, they win a game ironically on a field goal. Um, so they improve to one and one. Uh, the Bears, but Mitchell Trubisky looks horrible. He looks horrible. Let me tell you something. The Bears are frauds. I don't see them winning the uh, division. They probably don't make the playoffs, and the Broncos are garbage. Trash. So. <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's really nothing more to say for them for me. Last game is the rematch of the NFC Championship, and just as the NFC Championship ended in controversy, this game had a lot of controversy, and once again, it was the Saints getting screwed over. Um, the return uh, touchdown by Cam Jordan, and they overturn it. The the whistle blows too soon, um, so it didn't count. And then Drew Brees getting hurt obviously hurts. The referees are have been horrible. The pass interference calls, the, the reviews of pass interference. I calls hate that is rule. Terrible. You know, and you can thank play, the Saints for that rule, though. Every play, you're you're just wondering if something's going to get overturned. It's just horrible. And um, you know, the other question is now going to be, how will the Saints do for six weeks without Drew Brees? They they paid Teddy Bridgewater a good amount of money to be the backup. Let's see what he's got. I don't like Teddy Bridgewater anymore, man. <laughs> I thought. The Vikings were dumb to get rid of him when they brought Kirk in, but I just he hasn't looked good. He didn't look good in that start. I think he got what two spots or a spot start last year for Breeze, mm-hmm. the Late last game the season, of the season. He didn't, put up any points. he didn't look good and for how much offensive talent's around him. What Drew Breeze does with that same offense, it, it's just really confusing because he I thought he looked good his one full year in the Viking system before he got hurt, and now he's it doesn't look like the same guy. He's got weapons around him. So I mean, it's tough. Like it's tough when you don't get to play with the first, with the starters. So, I mean, now we'll get to see him with the starters consistently, and we'll see how he goes. Yeah, I mean, with Michael Thomas, with Alvin Kamara, with all those weapons, you, you would think he's going to, you know, find, find, figure something out. So, right. uh, that'll kind of wrap up our uh, recap of the league. kind of be doing the same format every week and one thing we will be doing every week also is our trilogy picks we're each going to pick three games with the spreads we're going to keep track of it over the season we'll see who ends up um you know putting up the best numbers i'm just going to say after coming from the DraftKings sportsbook lounge in atlantic city this weekend and being around some fellow degenerates that gave me some some good some good vibes i will i want to tell a quick story about a guy standing next to me he accidentally on his uh app hit in a bet a parlay for four hundred dollars. It was four hundred dollars to win thirteen thousand. He ended up canceling the bet because you know he he didn't want to do it. He actually didn't mean to do it. Well, I ended up leaving. But wouldn't you know that that bet ended up hitting? I don't know if that guy is still alive to be telling the story. But that is just if you accidentally place a bet, stick with it. Hey, he sounds. <laughs> it's like easy a for you to say. <laughs> He's out of thirteen thousand dollars. But anyway, let's get into our trilogy picks. Um, we're each going to pick, like I said, three picks against the spread. 
Doesn't matter which game, any game from this week. So, Shuey, since you're the uh, pick expert, why don't you start off? Oh, with the games? Yeah, pick whatever three games you want to pick. So, no, are we going with spreads or are we just picking the one? Yep, spreads. Are you listening to the man? Did you read <laughs> the has, rundown? He doesn't listen, he doesn't <laughs> listen when I talk. I literally, I, go, I literally if you're thought. You're not ready. I'll go first. You go first because I literally All thought right. he said he was going to give us games and we would just pick the team. Oh uh, no, no, on. no! You pick three with the spread. Pick, I'm taking oh. three one. Yeah. All right. Tennessee minus one and a half. Thursday night football. It's going to be a real boring game, but Jacksonville has a backup quarterback. They have all this controversy going on right now. Tennessee should come in. Nice easy game for them right there. Green Bay seven and a half against Denver. Uh, I think. Aaron Rodgers looked too good last week. We were just talking about it. I think the Vikings are a better team than Denver, mm-hmm. so they should be able to cover by just over a touchdown. And Indianapolis is two and, or minus two against Atlanta, and I think Atlanta covers that, so Atlanta plus two Atlanta plus for my third. Okay. I, I, I like those. Um, this week, actually, I like a lot of things. I could kind of see, even though teasers are considered sucker bets, there's a lot of things I would like to tease this week. But just going on with the straight bets, I'm going to start off with how high is too high of a spread. This spread is not high, too high for me. I'm taking the Cowboys minus 21 and a half against the <laughs> Dolphins. The Dolphins Jeez. are absolute garbage. They're in Dallas. The Dallas offense is just going to put a hurting on them, and I don't know if the Dolphins will even score a point. So I'm going to take the minus 20. I'm going to give the 21 and a half points. I'm going to take Baltimore plus six and a half against Kansas City. Uh, I like what Baltimore's kind of been doing. I, I think they're going to play a close game. I think Kansas City will end up winning this game, but I'm going to take Baltimore getting the points. Um, and then the final game, I'm going to end up going with uh, – let me find it here. Uh, it is – I'm going to do the Saints uh, plus four um, against the Seahawks. I think that Teddy Bridgewater and things are going to click a little bit better. The Seahawks' defense hasn't really impressed me that much. And that, that home field advantage, it seems like it's not as much as it used to be. So I'm going to go Saints uh, plus four there. So Saints plus four, plus six and a half, and then Dallas minus 21 and a half. Those will be my three picks. All right. Well, now that I'm, all, I'm on the board uh, with you guys, I'm on board. I got my picks. Uh, mine are the Packers. That will be my first game. I believe the spread is minus eight. I think uh, the Broncos are garbage, as I said before. Uh, my next one will be – I will go against you, Nick, and I will take Seattle minus four. Okay. That's a good, uh, it's a good game. I, I, that should be a good matchup. I'm not, I'm not 100% sold on Bridgewater. I think he's okay, but it's just – it's his first game. He's going on the road. I just can't see it. I'm waiting for Kamara to have a big game. Yeah. yeah it's possible. But uh, for me, my third one – will be the Rams, Sunday night football. I think they beat the Browns on the road. The Browns are garbage. They showed it yesterday that they couldn't really put away the Jets like they should have. But uh, I think – well, I don't think they're garbage, but I don't think they're as good as they – people think they are. Overhyped. Yeah, they are. So I'll take the Rams minus three, and those are my three. All right, I like it. So we'll keep track, as I said, all all, all season, um, and then we'll give our three picks every week, and we'll see at the end of the year uh, who wins the bragging rights. So that'll wrap up our return episode of the Trilogy Sports Podcast. Uh, thank you to all our loyal listeners. Hopefully you pick back up and listen to us. Uh, subscribe. Um, tell tell a friend to subscribe. So we get some new listeners in here, and we're going to get a little more active again with the Twitter and everything else. We kind of went through that summer low, but like we said, with uh, – 
baseball postseason coming and with the NFL season in full swing, going to get back active. And this is honestly the best time of the year for sports, in my opinion. So su- super excited to uh, continue this over the next few weeks and, and beyond. So any closing thoughts from you guys as we wrap up here? Uh, no, just again, thank you guys for following. Like you said, we're going to get back into this here. Um, we're also going to start doing some new things. So stick with us here. We're going to try and bring on a few more guests. Um, so you guys don't have to just hear our voices, uh, bring in a couple of people from opposing teams, some um, people from the jets teams that are in the States or in our area that we might not cover. Uh, just get some different perspectives for you guys. Uh, so look out for those and some little mini episodes of things that have to do with sports that might be a little outside of what we normally cover. Yeah, we might do some mini-themed episodes. And then also, um, as the MLB postseason gets into full swing, we might do some uh, instant reaction, instant burn, uh, quick, you know, 10-minute or so, just instant reactions to the games. So we'll be doing some different things. It'll all be on the podcast feed. We'll also post the links on our Twitter as well. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Shuey, why don't you send us home uh, – Give give us a give the give everyone out there a, a nice uh, word of encouragement as they uh, as they leave us here today. Well, people, I just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts <laughs> for sticking with us through this uh, quiet time, and we really really appreciate it. Uh, we got some nice things store for you guys, so stay tuned. We were going through we were going through a little bit of a rebuild, like the mm-hmm. uh, like the Giants, but uh, we'll <laughs> we'll be back and better than ever soon enough, and here we are. All right. Have 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 a good day everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace.